Welcome, welcome, welcome to Wellbeing Wednesdays. I am your host, Courtney Weaver. I'm also the director over at WellWVU here at West Virginia University. And joining me once again today is Andrew Carl. He is the program coordinator for the Collegiate Recovery Program. He was actually, I, you might have been one of my first guests, Andrew, in the inaugural year of the podcast. So we're really happy to have you. But for those who are not familiar, why don't you just explain a little bit about yourself and your role here at the university. Yeah, thank you for having me back. My name's Andrew Carl. As Courtney said, I'm the program coordinator with the WVU Collegiate Recovery Program. My job and our goal as a program at the university is to provide support and community for students in recovery, whether that be recovery from substance use disorders, eating disorders, mental disorders, or if you've just been impacted by addiction in your family system, or you're just an ally that wants to sort of support students in recovery. My job is really to to provide a safe space on campus for anybody in recovery, seeking recovery, or that just wants to be a part of a, a sober, supportive community on campus. Yes. So I hope all of our listeners heard that you actually don't have to be in recovery to participate in the programs that Collegiate Recovery offers. So just putting that out there. Um, And it's a cool place. Uh, If you haven't been to Serenity Place on the downtown campus, I recommend you check it out because it's really fun. So let's dive right in. So Andrew, in the recovery realm, there's a, I don't know, I'm not sure if it's a philosophy or like a framework for recovery, but it's called smart recovery. So I was wondering before we dive into a specific aspect of that, could you tell everyone like what is smart recovery? Yeah, so Smart Recovery is an evidence-based recovery group. And so one of the big things we try to do at Collegiate Recovery is to provide like a diverse range of recovery pathways because we really want to honor like that different people connect with different philosophies and groups and sort of beliefs and they find motivation in different things. So Smart Recovery is one of the the meetings that we offer, it stands for self-management and recovery training. It's largely based on, you know, pretty well-known cognitive behavioral techniques. And it really is sort of based on the idea that individuals interseeking recovery are capable of making changes to their own and sort of what you see a lot with the people that just aren't comfortable with some of the, the traditional recovery groups sort of underlying philosophy and they're they're attracted to smart recovery's emphasis on sort of self-management so it's one of of multiple recovery groups and pathways that we offer at collegiate recovery because we want to honor that everybody has a right to sort of decide what their recovery looks like Okay, that's really great. And so one of the tools that is part of smart recovery is something called it's, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing the acronym correctly, but like VACI, V-A-C-I, and it's vital absorbing creative interest, which I'm not going to lie, that's that's that doesn't really roll off the tongue as well as like some other acronyms, but, but it's a specific activity. So if you could sort of walk everyone through like what the activity is and what its purpose is. Yeah, so smart sort of being from that sort of cognitive background, they love their worksheets and they love their acronyms. I don't know how to pronounce it either. (laughs) Um, 
But that, I mean, the underlying sort of foundation of smart recovery, one of the, the, the four pillars of smart recovery is building a lifestyle balance that works for you. And I think part of that is just finding what you find joy in and what you like to spend your free time doing. Because a lot of times as someone coming in an early recovery, like I don't know whether they're sort of old interests that have faded away and I've stopped engaging with them or whether it's just like a new exploration of like, what do I enjoy as a person in recovery? And the, the activity, the vital absorbing creative interest sort of starts with just a simple worksheet where you sort of, you work with the group, the smart recovery group, and you sort of list some interests, whether they're former interests that you haven't engaged with in a while, or whether it's just trying new things. And it's really just listing those out, identifying some possibilities, and then being open-minded and sort of giving them a try and seeing what happens because it's like open-mindedness is a big principle that's sort of emphasized in recovery because there's a lot of the need to learn who I am as a person in long-term recovery. So it really is just introducing this sort of area that you want to explore as a person in recovery, then sort of connecting with the group and figuring out what has meaning for you. Okay. So really you work through this as a group and not as an individual. Cause I think when I first looked at the form, which we will link to in the description for this week's podcast, cause you can find it online. I was under the assumption that you were doing it by yourself, but actually it makes a whole lot more sense to do it as a group <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's all kinds of really supportive dynamics that happen when you're sort of working with your peers who are in the same position as you. They have their own experiences and they can share. You connect with the group as a community and you also sort of get that help of just sort of, you know, articulating your experience and getting some feedback from your peers. Okay. And so really that's how you would recommend someone approach the activity if they're in recovery, right? Right. So it, this is an activity among, you know, a, a bunch of other activities that will sort of be introduced at Smart Recovery meetings. Smart Recovery has a great website. There's a lot of online meetings. We also offer a Smart Recovery meeting every Thursday at noon at Collegiate Recovery. And essentially, like they, they pick a worksheet or a tool to sort of go over and work with at every meeting. And you can, you also get to connect with your peers, sort of get that, that healthy, supportive recovery connection. Okay. And so have you seen a lot of folks be successful using this tool? And if they were successful, what do you think made their success possible? Yeah. Whether, so whether it's like, stemming from this tool and smart recovery or just sort of that own, you know, organic process of recovery of like getting some freedom back and feeling better. And then sort of thinking like, who am I, you know, how do I want to spend my free time? You know, what do I find meaningful and rewarding? And a lot of it, like you see, you see people re-engage with, you know, old habits, like, like music is a big one. Um, also, like we have like a lot of tattoo artists, a lot of artists in general, and a lot of times you'll see people 
not only re-engage with those creative outlets, but also just appreciate them more than they ever did. And there's also people that, you know, had no idea that they would be interested in a particular outlet, but they, they get the opportunity to engage with that in recovery. And it, it opens up a whole new world of creativity and really meaning for them. Yeah. Well, I think I already know the answer to this question, but our listeners might not. But how does the programming um, that you all offer at the Collegiate Recovery Program support this particular activity? Yeah. So just like we offer, we try to offer a diverse group of recovery pathways. We also offer a lot of, you know, sort of opportunities to be creative. Actually, you can't see it because it's blurred. But I'm sitting in our art room right now where we have everything from paint. We have puzzles. We have music. We have drums. We do do like formal groups. We do a music therapy group every Friday at 10 where they sort of use music as a centerpiece for that. We do all kinds of like we're going to do a a pumpkin painting activity and really like, you know, even even the space itself at Serenity Place is surrounded with artwork and with creativity and like all these different platforms for students to sort of explore and engage with. Well, this all sounds Really great. I'm, I'm glad that to hear of all the different recovery pathways that you all offer, because it's true. It's a very kind of personalized journey and that people have to really find that path that works for them. So you mentioned a few of these things, but what else is going on this semester at the Collegiate Recovery Program? Because I mean, I work with y'all. We're in the same sort of under the same umbrella with the Office of Student Wellness, uh, but our listeners might not be. Uh, and so give us a sense of what else is what else is happening. Yes, we're doing a lot. October is a very eventful month. We have a couple sort of like Halloween snack events going on with pumpkin spice night. We're going to learn how to make pumpkin spice latte. We're doing spooky snacks. We also have an open lunch with former NBA player and recovery advocate Chris Heron here on the 14th everybody's welcome just sort of as a sort of casual meet and greet we will do our our sober halloween party we're also this week to do something for fall break we're taking a van out to cooper's rock and doing leaf peeping and lunch eating is what olivia calls it and then we're also we actually have a few spots left for the mountaineers for recovery retreat which is towards the end of the month and it'll be a weekend long sort of adventure program at New River Gorge for students in recovery. That's awesome. And I know you've been working on that program for like many, many months. So you must be really excited that it's about to happen. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's super cool. It's a really good time of year to go down there. We have a good group of students. Most of them are sort of newer students to engage with the program. So I'm excited about that. Pretty cool to be a part of. We're also just to put this on some people's radar, planning hopefully to do our week-long spring break wilderness canoe trip to Utah this spring break. So there'll be more coming out about that pretty soon. Nice. So if um, anyone wants to sign up for the New River Gorge trip, like what else, what can they expect if uh, on that weekend, what are y'all going to do? Yeah, so there's going to be a a lot of community sort of, you know, we're preparing meals together, we're traveling together, we're hanging out, we have a couple cabins, and then the main sort of adventure day, 
we're going to do a guided zipline tour, a canopy tour, and then also do a hike out to Long Point, which gets a great view of the bridge and sort of peak autumn time. All right. That sounds awesome. I'm excited to hear that the spring break trips uh, in the works too, because I know that was <laughs> something that COVID kind of threw a wrench into. So I'm glad to hear that it's back back in action. So in the description for the podcast, not only will we put a link to the recovery tool that we talked about, which if, in case you forgot, was the vital absorbing creative interest form. Um, but we'll also put a link to the Collegiate Recovery Programs website where you can find more information about all the programs that Andrew just spoke about. So thank you, Andrew, so much for talking with us yet again and thank you to all of our listeners out there and we will catch you next time on Wellbeing Wednesdays. 